that really sparked something in me and it became an obsession. And I went to my parents and I said, I'm going to quit my job at Fox and I'm going to start a power plate studio. And they were like, um, where are you gonna get the, the money for this? Hi guys, welcome to Dancing in the Gray, a podcast and a platform that shines light on the importance of prioritizing our mental health. Regardless of whether or not you live with a mental health condition, we all have mental health. I am not a medical professional. I have a lived experience. And I believe in the power of storytelling because by sharing our personal stories and by shining our own light, we give permission for others to do the same, to feel seen, to feel heard, and in turn feel liberated. I hope you will join me on this journey as we discuss these gray areas of our lives, which can often feel so lonely and isolating. I hope these conversations plant seeds of inspiration for you to feel your best. Because when we dance confidently in the gray, the colors of life show up so much brighter. Rachel, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Dancing in the Gray. I'm so excited to have you as a guest on this podcast here to discuss all things, you know, wellness, health, mental health, vibration. For those listening in who don't know Miss Rachel Blumberg, the lovely Rachel Blumberg, she is the founder of Plate Fit, an incredible fitness studio that transforms the body with the power of vibration. So without further ado, you know, I, I must say, I personally have heard your story a few times and I've actually complimented you on your ability, on your storytelling ability. So I'll just let you give us a little background info into who Rachel is. So hi, everybody. Britt, I love you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, You're like a bright, shining, literal light um, of, and a ball of energy. And it's just, it's really amazing to be around, around you and to know you. So thank you for having me. Um, so for everybody that's listening, I'm Rachel Blumberg. I am just a normal, um, girl that started a fitness studio a few years ago. Um, I started actually in fitness when I was very young. So three years old, my parents threw me in the pool. Um, and they said, you have to be on a swim team. And I didn't know any better. And I spam laps and chased balls for a long time. Um, I loved, uh, sports. I loved being in the water. Um, I, I loved being on a team. Um, swimming was not really my ideal team. It was the only team that I knew. I didn't, I, my parents never put me in soccer. They never put me in ballet. Like it was only swim team. That's the experience I had for a long time. And when I was 14 years old, uh, my brother was going to a city college and my dad and I went to check out that city college with him. And there was a team of boys in a, in a pool playing a game with the, with the ball and a goal. And I was like, what is that? I need to, I need to know everything about that. I need to play that. I need to, like, I need to figure out how I don't know about this. And so anyways, I went up to the coach and asked him what it was. And he said, it's a game um, called water polo. And I don't know why I hadn't known about it, but there wasn't very many girls teams in Northern California at the time, like literally none. Um, and so I asked if I could play with the boys. And he said, you're a bit young, but if you want to come and hang with the boys, you can come hang with the boys. So my dad brought me to practice the next day because I was very excited about it. And I learned how to play a sport that I grew to passionately, um, passionately love with everything that was in me. Like I gave that sport all of me um, in so many ways. And I ended up getting a scholarship to a few different schools. Um, I started, so just to back up like a little bit, so because I didn't, and this just gives you a little bit of background into who I am, because there was no girls water flow teams, and because I was going into high school the next year, I was, I needed to start my own water flow team. Which so is, which I, I love. It's one, sorry, I don't need to hop in, but it's potentially one of my like favorite parts of your story. <laughs> Well, because it's like when you find something that you love and there's, there's no way to do it, you, I just figure out a way 
that it works for me. That's sort of how it's always been. And there's so many stories in my life. I mean, I could literally go on and on when my dad said no to something and then said, well, if you could pay for it on your own. And so I would just figure out ways to do the things that I was really passionate about. And this was one of them. And so I decided to go to my high school and tell them that I was going to start a water polo team and found the coach and, and we just, and we got water polo going. And then we ended up winning every game in high school, which winning isn't everything, but it was, it was a big deal because we were really good and we spent a lot of time. Um, and I put in the work, which I think is also really important. Um, because all these things that I learned growing up are things that, that served me really, really well now. Right. So when you show up every single day and you put in the work, you become really good at it. It's just the way that it is. If you don't, don't show up, it doesn't happen. But do you think yeah. that foundation in your athletics starting at a young age kind of helps set you up for that? Like, in my yeah. opinion, that's why I love sports so much. And I think for kids, yeah. it's such a healthy outlet and healthy tool. I think it's amazing. I, I really look back on it and I think that it kept me out of trouble. It kept me out of a lot of trouble in high school. Um, we had, I was traveling a lot with a water polo team. I played all year round. I played on a, on a national team and, and a junior national team. And so I wasn't doing a lot of the things that a lot of the kids in my high school were doing. Mm -hmm. Not that I didn't have fun with a lot of my friends, but I was just really focused. And so it, it taught me how to get up every single morning. Like, you know, everyone's like, how, how do you get up every single morning so early? I'm like, I've been doing it my whole entire life. You know, swimming always started at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. It never started at 3 p.m. for me. Like, it was always an early morning swim. And then water polo was swimming in the morning and water polo in the afternoon. So it was always, like, get up and go. And, and there just wasn't really a choice. And so, anyways, I started my team. We ended up being really good. We won every single game until the very last game. Um, and I was devastated, but it was a really good lesson because you just pick yourself back up and you keep going. And I went and I played water polo in college and then graduated college. And I'd always wanted to be, a, I had always wanted to be a teacher. So I don't know if, you, if I told you this about my story, but I always wanted to be a teacher. And so what I did throughout the years of college was when I would come home, I would teach water polo or swimming. I would teach high school teams. I would teach young kids. Um, because I just loved it. And that was something I did not because I wanted to make a ton of money, but because it was something that I was really, really passionate about and very good at. And so when I graduated college, I went um, the business route, which I thought I was supposed to do. I moved to San Francisco. I got a job working for um, a pharmaceutical company and then did payroll sales. Um, I was a manager for ADP, which is a payroll company. I was really good with numbers and um, and from that met a mobile company that then hired me to do um, mobile greeting cards on phones, which is all really interesting. So learning a lot about how to work with businesses, learning a lot about, you know, numbers and what payroll is and sort of learning like how businesses operate on a whole. Right. Um, but also doing something that I didn't really love, mm -hmm. truthfully. Um, and but something that I was good at, I was really good at sales and really good at talking to people and really good at getting to know people and getting them to like me and liking them. And I think people buy from people that they like. It's like, it's really, that's, that's the Deep process of sales for me. Yes. Yeah. So like, if you like somebody, you're going to believe and they believe in what they're selling, then, you know, and that comes across in most people that's felt. So anyway, so I got a job working for this mobile greeting card company and then met somebody that worked for MySpace at a CTIA conference, which is a consumer electronics conference, which has nothing to do with fitness. And um, they hired me to come work for MySpace in LA. So I was in San Francisco, moved down to Los Angeles. And the first thing I did here was find an exercise studio that I really loved, which Bar Method was one of the first studios that was branded and kind of hip and had you know, like somewhat cool. And mm -hmm. it had started in San Francisco. And I knew that they had two down here. And I just was like, it was it, in my mind, it was like a team, it was like a good way for me to build some sort of community outside of work. Um, because I knew that I didn't know anybody in LA. And so I went, I got a job, I did the training. And I would teach at the bar method at 6am three days a week, before I would go to my job at Fox. 
mm-hmm. um, and MySpace. So it was Fox Interactive that owned MySpace. But anyways, so they hired me at MySpace to put the MySpace to put the MySpace application on the Razor phone, which dates me, but also doesn't date me on some level because I remember it's so Razor crazy phone. How fast technology works, you know, it's like it's fast. But anyways, that, I was 27 at the time, and a friend of mine from work it was actually from work asked me to come work out at a gym with her and I went and it was this personal training gym and we went after work and there was this Segway looking weird machine in the corner and it had desk on it and it had yoga mats and weights and I had never seen it and I felt like I had seen everything in my day of training you know and I and I'd been training for a long time and um, and so I went over to the front desk and asked them what it was. And they said it was a vibrating plate that people stretch on, but no one uses it. And that's all they knew. And I was like, well, I'm going to go test that thing out and see how it works. So anyways, I took everything off and I had an experience, which most people don't have. And I like to say that because most people, when they jump on the power plate, the first time, it's a very weird sensation. Um, and so they feel it in parts of their body that they don't feel like is good for them, or maybe they're just not in touch with it. But I feel like all my years of training and all my years of knowing the body and, and all my knowledge of, you know, being a personal trainer and then becoming like a, you know, a a fitness instructor and being a coach and all of that. When I jumped on the plate, I felt it in my joints and my tendons and I felt the circulation in my face. I felt like the itchiness in my ears. And I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) this is absolutely awesome. Like I, I, and then like within 30 seconds, I like just say that it like that vibration, like 180 my life in a different direction. So it was that immediate sense of like, I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I don't know what happened. It, it, It just was like, I was like, something happened in that 30 seconds where I was like, this is incredible. Like, this is absolutely incredible. And, and I just, it's not like I was like, I knew I needed to quit my job right then, but like within like three days, I knew I needed to quit my job because I did a bunch of research on it. And I found out that this was a medical device and that it helped people like me, you know, get stronger and leaner and faster and, you know, and able to do like handstands. And I mean, just made me a better athlete to, you know, people just looking to, you know, better their fitness level to young um, adults to, you know, old people that really need it for circulation to people that have in, you know, inflammation problems. So MS, Parkinson's, lupus, arthritis, um, endometriosis, endometriosis, like, yes, exactly. Yes. Personal I mean, all, these, all of these autoimmune diseases, it really helps with, because it flushes your lymphatic system. It really helps with inflammation. It's flushing toxins out of your body and getting things out that are, in, that, that are inflammatory. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that show up as things like MS and Parkinson's and lupus and, you know, mm-hmm. endometriosis and, and arthritis. Um, so anyways, I was just fascinated. I really was fascinated. And, and then my research, I found out that no one knew about it. Um, that they were a bazillion dollars in my mind. They were, you know, 10 to $15,000 retail. And I was like, this is why no one is doing this. And I had also been a spinner at the time, which I am not now, but I was a spinner at the time. And I, of course, then was teaching spin (laughs) because that's just what I do. When I figure something that I like, I'm like, oh, well, I'll just teach this or get really good at it and know everything about it. And so I was teaching spin also on top of the bar method. And I just thought to myself, I was like, you know, why would there not be a class where everyone could come and, and enjoy this incredible piece of equipment at an affordable price because I was 27 years old. And although I was doing well, I could not afford a $15,000 machine. And so that really sparked something in me and it became an obsession, like a real obsession. And I had a vibration obsession and I went to my parents and I said, I'm going to quit my job at Fox and I'm going to start a power plate studio. And they were like, um, where are you going to get the, the money for this? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to pack up my, cause they couldn't, I mean, my parents are amazing and they paid for my college, but they couldn't support me. Like I've always had to work. And so they were like, okay, you're crazy. And I think I, I did go crazy in a good way, but I packed up my um, Wilshire 
Boulevard apartment. So I had a nice apartment on Wilshire and I packed one duffel bag. I put everything else in storage and I had met this lady in Venice. I had started training before I did this. I had got certified in power plate. I'd started training this woman that I had met at that gym and her daughter had gone to college and she became like my Jewish mother here in, in LA. She's amazing. She lives in Venice. Um, her name's Kate and she's lovely. And she took me in. She said, why don't you train me? You train me and you have a place to stay. It was like a trade. And so I had somewhere to go and I took a red duffel bag with very little clothes and very little information about how I was going to start this power plate studio. But I just did everything that I possibly could do in order to, to make money. And I contacted PowerPlate and they sent me to this woman's house in Malibu. And as I pulled up, I was very naive when I moved here. I didn't really know who people were, where they live. Like, I just have never really been like that anyways. I don't care. Um, so as I pulled up to this woman's house, I didn't do any research on it before. And, and I walked in and, and her assistant came out and said, what's your sign? Which I think is hilarious now looking back. And I said, I'm a cancer. And, and also like, very LA, <laughs> like, very appropriate to the city we live in. Very appropriate, but awesome. I love it. It's like one of my favorite parts of the story. And, and then I go down into this beautiful, beautiful home and this beautiful exercise room with a, with a bar around it and like exercise equipment and overlook the ocean. I mean, it was literally dreamy. And then 10 minutes later, down walk share. And I was like, wow, okay, this is actually, this is happening, right? She's like, hi, I'm Cher. I'm like, it's nice to meet you. And, you know, her and I, she's a Taurus, which my son is a Taurus, by the way. I, yeah, I, yeah. And her birthday is very close to his, but anyways, she, her and I just hit it off and she's a lovely, lovely human being. And we, I ended up spending a lot of time with her and I would spend like two to three hours at her house. And, um, and then, Anyways, she asked me what I wanted to do with my life. And I said, I want to open a power plate studio. And she said, great, let's do it together. She said, make a business plan for me. And I had never made a business plan, but I figured out how to make a business plan. And so I made a business plan and I presented it to her three business managers. And they all said, she's not going to want to do this in a few months. And she was like, I absolutely want to do this in a few months. And so we opened a studio called Studio C in West Hollywood. and four months, three months into opening that studio, she got her job in Vegas. So she had a show in Vegas, which we all know about probably. And she was going there um, pretty much practically living there. I think she was doing a show like once a week. And so anyway, she decided she didn't want to do the studio anymore. And so we closed down the studio and she was kind enough. Um, and I mean, it's so lovely that she just, she really, she was like pretty much gave me five plates. Mm -hmm. she allowed me to pay them off at a very small price over mm -hmm. however long I wanted to. And to me, looking back, that was just her giving me a level of responsibility, mm -hmm. which I really appreciated so that it wasn't just like a free gift. It no, was like, because then you choose to show up for it and it, you earn yeah. that respect with her and then the hard yeah, work. And you have like rent it. to pay. Yeah. Have, it just gave me a sense of like, oh, this is how things work. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't just somebody else's money. It was my money. And so Anyways, I was, when she told me, I remember having that conversation and I was at the studio and I, and I walked outside and it was four o'clock the sun was setting and it was like brightly shining in my eyes. And I just remember feeling like, oh my God, I cannot believe this is happening. Like, I can't believe that I just opened a studio with Cher and now it's closing. And like, in that moment, I don't, it was like this, like, I just knew that I was going to be fine. Like I had this overwhelming sense of like, everything's going to be fine. If you just like get up tomorrow and figure out where you're going to go. Like, if you just don't give up Rachel, because, like it, because it was such an obsession and such a passion and like, and it still is like, because of that, like, I feel like all the no's that I've had throughout the many years I've been in business now, um, I'm 42 now. And that was when I was 27 years old, all the no's that I've received that moment really really sort of substantially grounded me in that like you're going to receive a lot of these but you have to keep going if this is something mm -hmm. that you truly believe in like you just have to keep showing up every single day would no matter you, what anybody says I want to jump in here would you consider that moment when the studio closed and you're talking about knowing that you just had to wake up each day and continue movement forward like a gray space in your life like a gray area yeah. when uncertainty was present 
and uncertainty maybe- was the so much uncertainty but in that uncertainty was a massive amount of certainty it was like the unknown was so incredibly present that there was there had to be like a match of a match of faith does that make sense like there had to be the same match of faith in the unknown that like I've always been taken care of to this point. Like, I just had this, like, it was like this, like my world spun. And I just remember thinking like, whoa, I don't know what's feel. I like this like overwhelming feeling of like, I cannot believe this is happening. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, like I'm going to be okay. Like it's going to be fine. And it, and it wasn't like, I'm going to close this down. I'm going to be fine. It's like, this is going to be okay. And so I had called a gym, um, earlier in the day that was down the street and it was called train West Hollywood. And it was a few, a few blocks away from where we were. And it was on La Cienega and Melrose. And the woman had then called me back that next day. And she said, you know, we have this tiny little room here. It's 200 square feet. And I was like, okay, I'll come down and look at it. And this gym was an absolutely disgusting gym. I'm telling you this, like, it was like repulsive, but it was like an institution spinning started there um like actual yeah actual spinning the person who invented spinning on a bike indoors it started at this gym and it was just a really popular gym it was a personal training gym where personal trainers would come in with their clients and then I rented a space and so she said I have a space it's 200 square feet I'll rent it to you for 600 bucks I was like that's amazing I was yes, please it. happening now. Yes, please. So I went down and I looked at it and it was like this dingy little room. And I like went and bought some paint and put in some floors, bought a mirror, bought a boom box. And I was like, okay, so this is where I'm at now. Like this is what, and I, I was able to fit five plates in there. I don't know how, but I did it. Hired some movers. Um, and, and then there was a school next door called the center for early education. And And I did some research about the school and it was a very affluent school in the area. And so I went over and the first mom that I met was this, her name's Sharon and she's still a friend of mine and I love her to death. And she's from Mexico city. Thank God, because power plate was very well known in a lot of the world minus the United States. It's like Mexico city at studios, people in Paris had it, like the UK had it, like it was more well known there than anywhere else. And so anyways, I gave this woman my card and it said power plate studio. And she was like, it's so crazy. My mom does power plate in Mexico city. And I've been looking for a studio here, literally the first person that I met. And I was like, great, well come over. And then she just helped spread the word. And so for eight years, I was at that studio and I like to call those eight years, um, I received a lot of no's, a lot of people wanting to invest, a lot of people being like, what you have is really cool and incredible and awesome. But a lot of people interested, but just no one, you know, wanting to invest and like helping me move forward and grow the business. Um, And then I also just did a lot of research and development, like what works, what doesn't work. um, Why is this machine so awesome? Like I had clients with me for eight years like I people just when they start vibration they become somewhat addicted and they and they stay with it most of them if they know what's happening if they're informed about what's going on um, and I had very few people that worked for me throughout those eight years it was probably like three people and they came and went um, and so I did most of the training so I would work and show up at 6 a.m and I'd probably work until 6 p.m 7 p.m 8 p.m depending um, and I did that for a long time and burnt myself out really bad um, but it was okay. I learned a lot of what not to do and how to delegate and what I really love to do versus like what I don't really love to do. Like I love to teach, but I don't like to teach for eight hours a day. Um, and so anyways, I met my husband, my husband walked into that gym and he had a matching dog to his beard. And for some reason I'm like, that's my guy. He looked nothing like anybody I'd ever dated. But for some reason, like I like my heart knew and I think his heart knew and we had a quick love story and and we ended up getting pregnant really fast in our relationship. Um, And so everything I do is somewhat backwards. Like at 35, I had met him, got pregnant like six, seven months later, and it sort of propelled us moving forward to opening PlayFit. And that opened in January of 2016. So that's... And now we have multiple studios around LA, which is just incredible. Yeah. 
So he really believed, like he had been working out at the gym. He didn't talk to me for like, first of all, he didn't talk to me for six months and then we started dating. And then anyways, but he was observing me at the gym every single day. And he was like, this is very cool. Your concept is very cool. And he is head of development for Air One Market. And it's a, it's a, for those that don't know, it's a, it's a health grocery store um, down here. In Los the best Angeles. grocery and store, aka ever. my social hangout. <laughs> <laughs> me too. My me favorite too. place to go. <laughs> me too. I'm maybe like three times a week, three times a day. Yeah. So anyways, so he, he, um, you know, he just really believed in me and he believed in what I was doing. And he was like, you know what? You're pregnant. You can't teach eight hours a day anymore. And let's build you a studio. And he is incredibly talented in terms of design. He just gets it. Like he can walk into an empty space and see something that I cannot see. Right. Like I just don't have that ability. And the way that we team together and our partnership is really special. Like he has his strengths and I have mine and, and we complement each other in a lot of ways. And sometimes it's really hard to work with your partner, but I feel like it's better than working with like a friend almost like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, we have to make it work and we make it work. And I respect him for what he does. And I think he respects me for what I've done. And so. And I feel like it would just make your relationship stronger, both in the business in the business space. And then also totally. in the personal space as well. Yeah. And so he really helped me launch plate fit. He helped me put a brand together um, for something that I had dreamed about for years and aesthetically made it beautiful. It is so beautiful. the spaces, they are beautiful. Like, and I think that's a lot of the brand as well. So when you come into our spaces, they're airy and bright, which I wanted. I didn't want dark spaces because I feel like that's being done already. And so I wanted a space that was light and bright and happy and um, and welcoming for everybody. So, well, before I knew you, um, or before I knew you well, I should say, because we have a mutual friend that introduced us. Yes. That was my draw to the workout. Before I even really understood what the power plate was, it was the space felt so nice and mm-hmm. like someplace I wanted to be. And I'm a human that's driven by my intuition and feeling. Like logic goes out of my brain most of the time. So yeah. I'm just like, more star compass feeling. What feels good? Um, Me and, too. And so that's what resonated with me. And it's a really, it's an important part of when you are building a business or a brand or even just in your personal life. Yeah. So part of like our, I think our mission is that it's really important that everyone feels accepted when they walk into the space. I know that there are many spaces where people don't feel welcome. And I've been one of those people in my life. And as a woman and as a woman entrepreneur, like I want every single woman and man that walks into my space to feel like they're absolutely welcome and that they are part of our community. And it's something that that I'm very, very passionate about. And I also find it really important that, that people that fitness looks different on Mm. everybody. Um, I think it's important that we hire a diverse group of human beings. I've always thought that Um, this last year, it was not the only time that I looked at my team and said, do I have a, a diverse group of human beings working for me that we've always had it. Um, from managers to, you know, higher level people to trainers. Like, it's like I hire people that love fitness and are strong in their bodies. And it's not about, you know, being skinny. No, and I think that- And that's important. Yeah. It's so great. And it shows, like, it shows when you take the classes and stuff, you can, you know, feel that and feel that inclusive uh, community feeling, which again, is so appealing. I, you know, in listening to your story, um, again, for, you know, multiple times, one of the things that really stands out is there's so many twists and turns, but in retrospect, it all makes sense. And I think it just speaks to the importance of trusting our individual process, whatever that looks like, because even in your times of gray space, which you had mentioned, and I have mine and everybody has theirs and you get frustrated and you're like, what the fuck? am I doing sorry for swearing (laughs) um like it just you when you surrender and and you let go and you really have that faith and you're rooted in that faith 
you know you're on your path and we'll start to see how everything kind of twists and turns and lines up together, which I think is so beautiful that you really, you felt into that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think for everybody looking back, especially in the last like two years, it's like, you know, no one ever expected, I've talked to so many business owners, it's like no one ever expected to have their business ripped from underneath them, right? And to no fault of their own. It's like, you know, I had a thriving, thriving business and we were growing and excited to grow outside of California and, you know, talking to investors and like very exciting times for plate fit, you know, and, and then COVID happened and to no fault of my own, I had to stop everything. And like, that was really difficult for me as a human being, as a business owner, as a mother, um, as a friend, as a wife, like, I mean, literally every part of me was challenged in a way that I've never been challenged before because the unknown, right. Which is still the unknown. Sometimes it, like we're not, it's not over, you know, the unknown is a really, really, really tough place to be. And I feel like what I've come back to over the last two years, two and a half or two years, it's almost, yeah. Is that it's like, my life has always proven to be okay and that I've always been taken care of, and that it always works out, and that it always works out better than I think it's going to work out, and that if I just keep doing what I know how to do, and just try to be the best version of myself every single day, um, then, you know, my life gets better, and so, I mean, things that I've learned about living in the gray this last year is that, like, you know, truthfully, it's like the gray was so, like, loud, right? It's like my practice had to get even bigger. Mm. Like I had to, as an individual human being, like I've had to get really, really grounded in who I am and really grounded in my heart and really ask the questions of like, do I want to do plate fit still? Like, is this something I love still? Like, because, you know, when you're moving so fast and I, and I'm really grateful for these questions because, you know, when you're moving fast and you open five studios in you know, three and a half years, and then a pandemic hits, it's like, it's like sometimes you forget the reason why you started it, right? And so COVID has really given me a very clear why. Like I, I'm very clear that I love what I'm doing. I'm very clear that I love helping people feel better in their bodies. I'm very clear that I love, you know, I like I, I love the wellness aspect of what we teach. And, and I'm very clear that I love health. Like it's like, it's like who I am as an individual, like, you know, learning that meditation is a major, major, major part of my life and, and a non-negotiable for me every single morning. Um, learning that what I put in my body is like, this is what helps me with living in the gray. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, these are things that are like non-negotiable for me anymore. Like what I put in my body, that's why, Air, that's why we're obsessed with Air One because truthfully, when you start eating healthy and you start putting good things in your body, it's addictive. It is like addictive. everyone's like, because you're a cheat meal is like nothing. I'm like, but my cheat meal feels like your cheat meal, but I just eat a healthy cheat meal because it's even, but it's like, it's all relative, right? So like, I'm unwilling to go, you know, to go down two tubs of ice cream because I would be sick for three days. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, but I'm willing to have ice cream, just not in the amounts that I've had it in the past. Or, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but it's like, what no, I'm but I think it's body, the small choices. It's all yeah. that, that happened throughout your day from the meditation, from making the choice to like move or exercise or hop on the plate from choosing what we ate. They're all interconnected because if you go off the rails with one, like others are going to suffer and going back to feeling and going back to talking about feeling and feeling good, that's going to suffer as well. Um, and like, I just feel like now it's like every, people are like anxiety is up, depression is up, suicide is up. Like there's just so much responsibility that we need to take on. I think as human beings for, first of all, for my kids, right. First and foremost, like who am I going to show up and how am I going to show up in the world every single day so that I can be an example for them? Right. Am I going to live in anxiety and depression and fear? And like, it's okay to go down those roads. Cause I've gone down that in the last two years, like really like never thought that I would be depressed. Like I never thought that I would suffer from depression the way that I, that I suffered mm -hmm. this year without even knowing it until like I knew it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then doing what I needed to do to get myself out. Right. And for the, for me, that's multiple things. And that's, you know, 
it's just multiple things. It's, it's definitely like this meditation practice, but also like talking to somebody, you know, once a week and, and having aligned friends and exercising and eating well and whatnot. So can you, well, I'm glad you just mentioned your mental health toolkit without me having to ask. And I'm just happy <laughs> that you have one, you know, that you yeah. know what yours is because it does look different on all of us. Uh, but I think yeah. it's important that when we're on here, we share them because, you know, something you say may resonate with somebody else and yeah, that's an act of service. But talk to me about your meditation practice, because I know the importance of that to you. And I know how impactful that has been to you, especially over the last two years. Yeah. So I, um, when I was 27 and I started this business, um, I sort of did like a 180 on my life and I was, you know, working at Fox and going out of the time to then deciding I was going to be in this fitness space. And so in my mind, that meant like, I'm going to like fully clean up my life, right? I'm not going to be going out. I'm not going to be partying. Like, I just was like, I'm going to go this way instead of that way. Um, and so at 27, I started yoga. Mm. I started, like, I was loved yoga. I would go like for <laughs> three hours sometimes I did go early in the morning and really late at night or I'd practice at home like I really just was like I loved it um and so that was the beginning of like my meditation practice I feel like because yoga is an introduction to something that I didn't know existed um and one of those yoga classes that I took was um a kundalini class it was actually my first meditation my first yoga that was your first yoga class yeah I didn't know I was I was going to a community class (laughs) at yoga works. And I didn't know that, it, that Kundalini was not yoga, like not like traditional, like flow. Right. right? And so, yes, flow. Yeah. Yeah. And Kia Miller, who's very well known down here. Anyway, she was the teacher and she's, she's like literally levitating. And I was like, this is amazing. But anyways, I became addicted to yoga and, and then like, you know, I think it was, it was when I was like 33 or 34, I decided, I think it was, that was probably, it was 33. I decided that I was going to do transcendental meditation. And so I took myself down to the house that they had in Beverly Hills and I paid the $1,400 and, and it's a four day thing and they teach you and give you a mantra. And, and I feel like they hypnotize you on some level, which is amazing. And I committed, of course, because I always commit because that's what I do. I said, if I put down my money, I'm going to commit. And so my commitment was that I was going to meditate twice a day, like they told me to do for 30 days. And I knew if I did that, then I would have a practice that I would, that I would keep. And so I did it. And I kept that practice for a long time. And I, and I did transcendental meditation until like my son was born Hmm. truthfully. So I practice it. I practice twice a day, almost every single day until my son was born. And then my son was born and it was just impossible to meditate. And, um, I had some postpartum stuff with him and, Anyways, and then I just stopped. I just stopped meditating and I stopped taking care of myself in that way. And things got a little crazy for me. And and I like would come back to it, but it just was never the same. Like I just tried to come back and I took another course and I got a refresher course. And anyway, so like for like four years, like I would try to come back and do it. And I would like sit here and there and I'd listen to apps and I'd read books. And like, I was trying to stay in the rhythm of meditation. I just didn't have a real practice. Um, that I had had before. And so anyways, when the pandemic hit, a friend of mine had told me about Joe Dispenza and I had listened to him in the past and he did not resonate with me at all. His voice was annoying. I was like, what is this? Like, why are people listening to this? And I only say that because I think it's important because sometimes when I pick up a book, I'll read the first like chapter and I'm like, I can't read this. And it's fascinating. If I keep it on my bookshelf, I'll pick it up like two years later and I like read it in like a week. Mm. It's like, sometimes we're just not ready for the teacher. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when we are ready for the teacher, the teacher shows up. And so anyways, when I started researching Joe, because he was very science-based, right. Which I feel like is also in line with like, he talks about frequency and vibration and and like, yeah, yes. So it sort of resonated with me this time. And I was like, wow, I'm going to do some research on him. And I just started doing his meditations off of YouTube and they were 20 minutes in the morning and I do his 20 minute night meditations. And then I started really liking it. And I had space. I had a lot of space in my day because I wasn't working. 
Um, I was being a mom, but I just wasn't working. And when you work and you're a mom, you create more space than you think and you have more space. And so instead of going off the deep end and the depressive state that I was in and the anxiety and the fear and the, and my fear turns into anger sometimes, you know, I would just sit down and I would do another meditation. Mm -hmm. And so I then went onto his website and I bought more of his meditations and I slowly, which is actually, actually pretty quickly within like two weeks started to feel so much better, like incredibly better where I was like, something is like actually really happening to me. And I wasn't sitting anymore for 20 minutes. I was doing his hour meditation and then his hour and a half meditation. And then this sounds may sound crazy, but it's two hour meditation. But for me, I had the space I needed to, to get out of the state that I was in. And so I just fully committed. <laughs> like that I was commitment to, again. Making the commitment to heal myself, you know, and and, and I think it's important to really acknowledge like, the whole. yeah, and for where you are at right now, maybe it wasn't two hours in the past or an hour in the past, but it is now. And who knows now. in two years from now, if that will be what you need because it is an evolution yeah. and a nonlinear journey. So, yeah, I told my husband said last night, oh, there's this, this, this great woman who teaches like breath work and she does his retreats. And, and so I said to him, I said, you know what, Joe's my guy right now. He's not going to, he probably won't be my guy forever. Maybe he will, but like, I just got to do this. And then when I'm not doing this anymore, the next person will come. And he was like, yeah. No, and I think that's great. And I also am a fan of his simply for the science behind vibration and what that does to raising your personal frequency. Uh, Meditation has been one of the most transformative practices in my life as well. So what you're saying really resonates with me, but to circle it back around as we start to, you know, tie things up here, um, talk to me about the science behind the plate. Because, you know, like Joe and his science behind meditation, again, I think this is just the genius behind what you have done at Plate Fit with a fitness class and a movement class, but really it's so much more. So I'll just start with this. So I went to this Joe retreat and so I ended up getting into this Joe retreat. He has these eight day retreats and I sit down and it's the first day. And he teaches breath work as part of his meditation. So I didn't really know the type of breath work until I went there, but I knew that I was trying to do breath work at home, but I didn't really know the method. And so anyways, I was sitting in my chair, literally sitting in my chair and he was teaching this breath work. Like he's like, pull up from, you know, the first chakra and you pull up and you pull in your stomach, which you know, from Kundalini. And then, and you pull it up into your heart. And I didn't know based on the meditations that I was doing off his, off his site that I needed to lock down my chest. So once the breath gets into your chest, you lock down the chest and that releases your breath into your pineal gland, right? It goes straight up. Which is and I towards the back of the head. Yeah. Or if, towards the pineal yeah. gland, which is the yeah. back of the head. And I fell out of my chair. So like I literally moved so much energy that I passed out, fell out of my chair and I was shaking and I like came back and it was very kind of crazy and scary. And this is for a whole nother podcast. But anyways, this woman that was sitting next to me who I didn't know, because I went to this 1400 person retreat and I didn't know, him, which is awesome. And she was like, do it again. And I was like, do it again. She's like, that was incredible. What are you talking? Like, oh my God. What are you talking about? Do it again. I just fell out of my chair. And so I like, I literally, he, and he was, this wasn't a meditation. He was just teaching. It was just, he was just instructing on how to do the breath. So I did it again and I fell out of my chair again. And that ensued eight days of me learning how to move the, this energy, this Kundalini energy in my body. And so what I kept getting throughout those eight days is that this is your first retreat. No one, no one has this experience their first time. Like it's so rare to have this experience. And like, I equate it back to that. I have been working with vibration and moving energy in my body for like 16 years. Like I've been working with this incredible piece of equipment that has allowed me to feel every part of my body because of the vibration, because that circulation gets into my body. And I know that there's energy in my body and I know that there's frequency and I know that there's vibration because I work with it and I've been working with it and I feel it in my body. And so it wasn't like this, like, oh, wow, I'm it's so, I was like, yeah, I, I, I actually know how to move energy in my body. Mm -hmm. because I've done it for so long. And so the science behind the plate is that 
Um, they invented it for astronauts to help with atrophy of the muscles and early stages of osteopenia because mm -hmm. in outer space, there's no pull on the muscle um, from the muscle on the bone. And that's what creates um, bone density. And osteoporosis is the lack of bone density. And um, an atrophy of the muscles is when your muscles are not working. And so they would rehabilitate astronauts with vibration. And so the machine moves front to back, right to left, up and down. And it's like an intensified BOSU ball. Mm. You know, those half blue balls that you yes. have at the gym where you jump on it and your body's like, you know that you're having to like move your body around. Well, this involuntarily contracts your muscles 30 to 50 times per second. So what that means is that the machine is moving in all three different directions and it's making your body contract 1500 contractions in 30 seconds. And so you do more in a shorter amount of time. And so the classes become 27 minutes instead of 45 minutes or an hour. And on top of that, so on top of your muscles contracting, it's increasing your circulation, it's flushing your lymphatic system, it's increasing your bone density, it's increasing serotonin, it's greatly decreasing cortisol levels in your body, like at rates that you're not getting from like going on like a walk. Like these are like instant, like most people that get on the plate, they itch their ears and their nose and they kind of laugh. It's almost like, it, I've seen it with, I mean, with so many people, we've probably had over like, you know, 700,000 people come across our doors in the last, you know, five years, literally a lot of people. And it's like every single time somebody laughs and it's because that serotonin is released, even though they may be thinking like, oh, this is a safe or is this good for me? Like they kind of laugh and it's because that serotonin gets increased. The flush of your lymphatic system is amazing. And then, and then there's just so many more benefits. I mean, we add all these different workouts on top of the machine to make it interesting and fun and so and challenging. we hire people that are awesome um to do like, their thing so you know like we hire shout out to myself <laughs> yes, who is now going to be teaching at Playfin you're amazing and I'm getting such great feedback about your classes and and like you find your rhythm and like it's so fun to be in front of people and to push them in a way that you know you teach yoga which is amazing but this is just something a little bit different right and I think, you know, having the background in yoga, it can sync nicely with what you all have already established in your yes, space. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think and that's, again, I believe in it so much in the power of vibration. So it is really incredible what you are doing for the community, because I know we're in LA now, but you are expanding quickly. So I'm very excited for you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And as we wrap up, can you tell me where can we find you? What's next for Plate Fit? Where are you on the socials? I feel like I want to have you back on the podcast for like future, future conversations. I pinned three different topics in my head as you were talking. Yes. I've been through, I've been through a lot in my life and I feel like, um, and I've always, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here and I'm also just willing to be honest about like, you know where I'm at. So, mm -hmm. um, plate fit is at plate fit. Um, and it's P L A T E F I T. And we are in Venice studio city, Sycamore street, um, in West Hollywood and in Brentwood in nine zero zero four nine, not Northern California. We're expanding to Texas. Um, my husband and I were in long beach and, and OC looking at some spaces, uh, two weekends ago. And so, we are excited about plate fit still. I am really committed to bringing vibration to people um, wherever fitness is located because I know that it has a home um, because we've proved it here. And, and so, you know, watch for us. And I would love to come back. And please yes. come take Brit's class because she's amazing. Yes, come take my class. And I'm for sure going to have you back because there's other things I want to add about. But I just wanted to, you know, talk the vibration basics and plate fit today and, and your personal story. But I can't let you leave here this morning without asking you my final and sometimes favorite question. What is your favorite coffee order? Oh my God, it's so funny that you're asking me this because I, I didn't know that you were going to ask me this and I cannot find... So, okay. So right now it's air one because I don't, I'm like over, I don't want to like say anything bad about any of the companies, but like no, an that's over okay. bottle for some reason, I like used to like Superba, 
Somebody just told me Flower Child was really good. I don't like, I mean, I'm just like trying to find a new great coffee place. And so my go-to honestly right now is like, a, I don't really drink caffeine in high quantity. So I do a decaf cappuccino with almond milk from air one well i must tell you your um, your americano at um air one at your air one is one of my favorites it's so good it's so good and then that homemade coconut milk i think it's the coconut milk it's just the best yes the homemade raw almond and coconut milk they're both insanely good yeah that's it that's my favorite get your coffee get your day from (laughs) air one Yes. It's the jam. Oh, well, thank you for coming on here. And thank yes, you for thank just you having being, me. adore you. Well, the feeling is so mutual. And I'm so grateful that we, you know, have connected and become so close so quickly. And I'm excited yes. to see all that unfolds in the future. I hope you have a beautiful thank day. You. And as always, get your coffee. Get your day. Thanks, <laughs> Rich. Hi friends, thank you for tuning in. If you liked what you heard today, I ask that you pass this message and episode along to one other person. Leave a review and rate us if you feel inspired to do so. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Dancing in the Gray. Don't forget, when we dance confidently in the gray, the colors of life show up so much brighter.